Hello there. James Arnold Taylor here. The voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi and blah, 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 blah. Hey, it's the Jackcast. Been a while, everybody. Been a while since I had a Jackcast out there. And let me explain why. Okay. Well, I mean, mean, look, first off, welcome. Welcome to the Jackcast. This one's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little different, everybody. Okay. I may not do as many voices. I may not have Hank in here and Billy and all of that. I may, they may not. I don't know. But basically, I just want to talk to y'all and uh, get a podcast out. Uh, but so, okay, so I've been doing a bunch of cons, a bunch of comic cons, and I made the decision the beginning of this week, because right now, as I'm recording this, as I'm talking to you, I would be landing in Philadelphia for Keystone Comic Con. However, I, I, I cannot be there due to work that, uh, that I have top secret work. I can't talk about, I can't tell you, but I can't tell you about it. Maybe someday. Um, and so, uh, but, but it's good, you know, to, uh, have some new work that has come in that is taking my time and taking my, uh, my, um, ability to go to cons and such, uh, and make it much harder to do that. So I have had to cancel all my upcoming Comic-Con, uh, um, appearances so next week I was supposed to be in uh, Indiana. So I will be missing Indiana Comic-Con as well. So I'm sorry to all of you. I'm sorry to everybody that was going to see me at Keystone. But you know what? There was so many great voice actors there. You didn't need me there. You really didn't need me there. Steve Bloom, Fred Tattashore, Nolan North, Troy Baker, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. You know, I mean, come on. Come on. You didn't need me at Keystone. You had enough folks there. And Indiana, there's going to be some great folks there as well. Nashville, I may just be there only for Sunday, the ICCC uh, Nashville Con. So at least I'll be there like one day. But other than that, about the only one that I think I can still make is New York Comic Con in, what is that, in October, I think. I, I believe I will still be able to make that. I have a dip in my schedule and I will be able to make New York Comic Con but uh, I have had to cancel all the other ones. I believe I was also supposed to be in Knoxville. I had to cancel Knoxville. And I also had to cancel Australia. So I'm sorry. There's a lot of cons I canceled. But there's a lot of cons I went to this year. And, uh, you know, they are hard. I just came back from New Mexico. And that was a brand new con. So they were just, it was their first year. They're just starting out. And uh, had a wonderful time with everybody that was at New Mexico Comic Con, uh, or I, I'm sorry, I should say New Mexico Comic Expo. And Matt and all his folks there that uh, put it on, Matt is the owner of the con and put it on. He's a great, great fella. And he has an amazing comic book store and all of that. Um, so I, I uh, enjoyed very much meeting everybody there. Elijah Wood, Elijah Wood was right next to me. He was signing autographs right next to me. That was pretty cool. I'm a huge Elijah Wood fan. I am. And I got to talk to him and then I flew back on a plane with him and everything. And what a, what a tremendously nice down to earth, humble superstar that, I mean, he's a, he's a superstar. He's a huge, he's in arguably some of the biggest and best movies of all time. The Lord of the Rings. He's the star of them. And he was just like a regular guy, just very, very much a regular guy. He's, he's worked in Hollywood his whole life. I don't know if any of you have ever seen the movie radio flyer, but he was a little, little kid when he did Radio Flyer, and he was amazing in that. That movie uh, struck a, a real chord in my life uh, just because it's about, um, it's about uh, kids living with a single mom and abusive uh, uh, stepfathers and stuff, and that's exactly what I grew up in. And, um, and it's, uh, 
it's a very powerful uh, but fun and imaginative film on the other side of it too. But uh, Radio Flyer, uh, really great. Elijah Wood uh, as a little little kid, tremendous stuff. I got to tell him that. I said, oh, I love Radio Flyer. I never know. See, I'm just like all of you. When I meet a celebrity, even though I'm a celebrity, when I meet celebrities, I'm always like, I don't know what to say to them. You know, really appreciate your work, man. Thank you for all you do. Because, you know, look, when people come up to me and they say that, I, I, that, means, that means a lot. I like that quite a bit. So you've noticed, by the way, I'm just starting. I'm just, I'm just in it. This is the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Hey, welcome to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Let's get Mr. Announcer Guy in here. Come on, Mr. Announcer Guy, come on. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the James Arnold Taylor podcast, the Jetcast, talking to myself. Yeah, here it is. Here he is, James Arnold Taylor. Thanks, Mr. Announcer Guy. All right. We did it. I just want to talk to you all. Here's the thing. I've created this podcast. It's called Talking to Myself. I, I, you know, the setup is I'm going to do all these voices. All the characters are me. The other thing is, 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 is sometimes the gist of it is that I just want to talk to y'all. I just want to tell my little stories in my booth here and have you listen to them and be inspired by them and encouraged by them and grow from them and learn and all of that. And sometimes the voices and everything and all of that, it, it kind of gets in the way. <laughs> I have fun with it, but sometimes too, it's like, oh man, I've got to come up with like a little sketch in the beginning and all. And right now I'm not. I just want to talk to you. So I go back to, so I was in New Mexico. I did the Comic-Con. Elijah Wood was there. Jason Momoa, who is Aquaman, was there the last day. I didn't meet him, but I was in the same room with him. Uh, Who else did I meet? I met a lot of other folks. They were very nice. Everybody's good. Uh, Saw my friend Felicia Day there and she's lovely and, and wonderful and very nice and very sweet. I did my stage show talking to myself, my one-man show at New Mexico Comic Expo. I didn't know I was supposed to do it, actually. They, um, uh, I found out very late in the game. The folks that booked me for the Comic-Cons didn't tell me that they had agreed for me to do my show. Uh, and so I found out like a couple days before I left. But I created some new pieces for the show, a new uh, video game piece where I feature a lot of Ratchet and a lot of uh, Tidus and stuff like that because the, my stage show generally just has little winks and nods to them, but I wanted to put more in about that. And I'm, I'm going to be doing my, my stage show in Burbank in October at the Colony Theater for four nights, four nights at the Colony Theater. If you're in the Los Angeles area or are going to be in October, please come out and see me. Please, 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 please come out and see me because it's a 265-seat theater. And I got to tell you, honestly, I don't know how I'm going to fill that theater up every night. If this was Star Wars weekends, it'd be full. It'd be packed because the theater that I would perform my show in every day there at Star Wars, uh, Star Wars weekends was a 1,500-seat theater, and it was filled every, every time. Standing room only, uh, you know, and that was great. But this is Los Angeles where everybody's jaded and uh, nobody cares about, you know, some actor uh, doing a, a one-man show. So 265 seats, it's going to be tough for me to fill those seats. So if you're in the area, please come out and see us. I'm thinking, I, you know, what I was thinking is I got to tell like uh, churches and stuff too that uh, they should come out and see the show because it's a family-friendly show. I mean, I'm not sitting there, you know, getting up there just preaching or anything, but you know, my if, if you've seen my show, I talk about my life. I talk a little bit about my faith. I talk about my journey as a voice actor. I talk about losing my voice at one point, 14 years ago to toxic mold poisoning and the journey I went on to get my voice back. I talk a lot about a lot of things, man. And, um, so I'm going to be doing that. And, uh, I just want to make sure there's not like 20 people there each time. Cause you know, look, I, I have done this show for, 5,500 people sold out in, a, in, a, in an arena at the 
Anaheim Convention Center for Star Wars Celebration. And before that, for Star Wars Celebration, before that, for 3,500 people in, in a theater and stuff. And I've done it for, you know, 2,000 seat theaters and 1,500 seat theaters in Star Wars weekends and stuff. And I've done it all over the, the, all over the world in various places, in various forms, in various stages. In ver- I mean, like hundreds of times. And I've done it in classrooms for 15 people, you know? So it's like, and, and every time I do the show, I put the same amount of energy and effort into it, regardless of the size of the audience. And so, uh, but I would like there to be a lot of people in the room. See, you can go into a 265 seat theater and if there's 50 people in it, it feels like there's nobody. But if you put 50 people in a hundred seat theater, you're like, wow, that's pretty good. It's half full. You put them in a 50 seat theater. You're like, oh my God, it's a packed house. But a 265 seat theater, you could put, you could put a hundred people in there and it still feels like, ugh, gosh, it's kind of thin. So the energy and stuff is, is affected by it. But uh, I've performed my show at this theater once before. It was not a full house, but it was close to it. And that was one night. And it was a, it was a event to raise money for the theater and for, um, they do a thing for, uh, kids, disadvantaged kids and to, uh, get them into the theater and to show them, uh, you know, how to, how to become, uh, you know, stage managers and work in theater and stuff like that. It was a really neat program. Um, and we did that to raise money for that. Uh, but this time I will be performing the show, talking to myself, the colony theater. Let me look, let me, let me actually get the dates here. Let me look at my calendar. Oh boy. My calendar is still not working. This is a problem. This is a problem. So any of you are are Apple people, I've got calendar here. Okay, I'll just have to look on my phone because for some reason it's working still on my phone, but not on my computer. This is, these are one of the reasons I hate Apple sometimes. So October 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th, I will be performing my one-man stage show talking to myself at the Colony Theater in Burbank, California. I hope you all come out and see it, that those of you that are in the area and able to do it. I think tickets are 40 bucks. That's a lot of money. I know. I get it. It's a lot of money. But anyways, there you go. Um, all right. So what else is new with Jet? Well, so uh, again, um, I was working on some shows and stuff that I can't talk about. But, um, you know, that's the other thing about this podcast and all. I was talking to my good friend, Catherine Tabor, the voice of Padme Amidala and uh, many other characters. She's Minecraft. She's a star of Minecraft and all that. Uh, Nickelodeon's Loud House. She's Lori Loud. Literally. She's literally Lori Loud. <laughs> um, I was talking to her about uh, this, this podcast because I've, I've taken several weeks off now. And the hope would be, you know, this was kind of like my little season hiatus, you know. Um, the hope would be that I, I come back, refresh and renew with more episodes and more fun for you. But every time I get in here and I sit down, I, I recorded an episode, um, well, a portion of an episode uh, that um, after I got back a couple weeks ago, I recorded some and then I ended up scrapping it. I could play some of it. It was, it's Hank. Hank and I talking in the beginning and everything, but then once I got into the the whole thing, none of it's relevant anymore because I was talking about going to these comic cons and stuff. But um, I just wasn't feeling it. I tried to. I tried all these various things. I kept hitting stop and re-record and go over. So I, I don't want to say I've got writer's block w- with regard to this podcast. But here's the thing: when I have to do the voice, like when people come up and do the voice, do the voice, do the voice. When I have to just sit here and do the voice 
And yet most of my career, most of my life is stuff I can't talk to you about because of all the secrecy of the voiceover industry and Hollywood. It's frustrating. And, and the parts that I've enjoyed of this, this uh, podcast are the inspiring parts, the parts to inspire you. Uh, talking about my faith. I enjoy talking about my faith with all of you here. I feel like most people enjoy it. Some people probably don't. There'll probably be some backlash at some point. That's the thing. I'm waiting for the backlash. Uh, this podcast, this is like, uh, this will be, I believe, episode 33. And I've been doing this for, uh, you know, almost a year. And I've been very, very open and honest about my faith, about my life, about, you know, what I believe, why I believe, how I believe, all of that. And there has not been backlash yet. And I, I don't want there to be, believe me, I don't want there to be backlash. But you kind of go, well, it's bound to happen sooner or later. Somebody's going to get upset that I'm talking about Jesus. So if you're somebody that's upset that I'm talking about Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to upset anybody. I'm trying to enlighten everybody on what I believe, how I believe, and who I am. This is me. This is who I am. This is James. On a regular basis, I get up every morning. I get on my knees. I pray to Jesus. That's what I do because he's my savior. He's my, he, he saved my life. I'm not even supposed to be, okay? I've talked about that on the show before, but you have to understand, I, I, I'm the product of an affair. Two married people that if they did the right things in life, they wouldn't have had an affair. If they didn't have an affair, I wouldn't be here. So I'm born of something that shouldn't have happened, but I'm here and I'm grateful for my life and, the, and I'm grateful to God for giving me this life so I can be here now to talk to all of you, to encourage all of you, because there's many of you that feel like I wish I wasn't here. Stay here. Stay here. I reject and renounce that feeling that is on any of you today while you're listening to this or later or later in life, you can come back to this episode and listen to it when you're feeling like, why do I bother? Why do I care? What is this life worth? It's worth everything. It's worth everything. Breathe. <sighs> Are you drinking your water? Are you breathing? Let me get my water. That's good water. That is good water. <sighs> That's good air. Breathing good air. That's what we do here on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Before there's, you know, there's voices and stuff and all that. And it's fun. And I can do Obi-Wan. I can do whatever you want later in the show. I'll do some more voices later, maybe. But for now, I just want to talk to you. So we're kind of flipping things. Usually I start the show with a bunch of voices and everything. And, uh, and then I start talking and everything. But um, I just want to talk to y'all. I want to tell you all your life is worth it. Your life is good. Your life is meaningful. Your letters... Your emails that you send to me are lovely and wonderful and so appreciated. I, I don't always get to respond to everybody, but, um, oh, look at all these. Eric, Eric from, uh, well, the United States wrote me. And at the very end here, Eric, I see that you say you, you're looking forward to meeting me in September at uh, ICCC, ICCC uh, Comic-Con in Nashville. I'll only be there on Sunday. Only one day, Eric. Okay. And I'm not going to bring Bob in to read. I'm just going to read. This is just James today, all right? It's the Jack cast. It's just James. It's unplugged. It's uh, all of that. Uh, James, I just wanted to write and let you know how much I enjoy your show, and I'm looking forward to hearing more episodes. Well, I'm looking forward to doing more episodes. We'll get back to the whole thing. But this today's episode is just me just talking to you all, okay? It really is inspiring to hear someone speaking about their Christian faith like you do with pride in your beliefs and without fear. That's Thank you, Eric. I do my best. 
It's helped me more than once to turn my eyes back to Christ instead of letting myself get stuck in negative outlooks on life. Thanks for all that you do. See, that's the whole point, Eric. That's the whole point, all of you listening. Whether you believe in in God or not, whether you believe uh, as a Christian like I do or not, I do. So I'm going to believe for you. Hey, man, it's the truth. It's, It's just the truth. And people can get upset with me saying it's the truth, but actually people should respect and like that I say it's the truth because it's the truth that I believe. It's it's what I believe. We are, we are a society that is so filled with, we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We don't want to do this that might offend. You know what? You know how you, know how you learn and you grow? You offend people. You get offended. That's how you learn what you believe. So I'm not trying to offend anybody. Don't get me wrong. I don't mean to be shouty. <laughs> I backtrack. No, it's just um, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about what I believe. I have to be strong about it. You know, Hollywood. Look, I know plenty of people in Hollywood that are Christians, and you know what? They don't want to say anything. It's they don't want to say anything. I know plenty of people that um are in Hollywood that uh, that believe opposite of what most Hollywood people believe uh, politically too, and they don't want to say anything. No, look, I'm not going to get into politics. Uh, that's not my thing. But I will say this. Uh, both sides, bunch of nuts. <laughs> that's, that's what I say. I, both, both sides, God bless both sides. They, they both need to calm down. They just, everybody, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> it's supposed to be about logic. It's supposed to be about what's true. It's supposed to be about what's real in our hearts, Okay what we believe. We're supposed to be able to say, this is what I believe in. This is why I believe it. And then we're supposed to be able to open our ears and listen to what somebody else believes and take it in and actually hear it and perceive it and and, and then digest it and see if it makes sense to us. And if it makes sense to us, apologize for being wrong or, or say, that's a great point. Or even if it's a great point, but you still don't believe it, go, that's a great point. I don't believe the same way as you, but God bless you. That's a great point. Good for you. I get why you believe the way you do. And then come together to find middle ground. But instead, everybody's no, everybody, let's separate. Let's divide. Let's, no, that's stupid. It's stupid. I've got, sorry, Eric, I was reading your email. I got off on a tangent. I'm a little sassy today. And, and you know, and, and there'll be a part of me that's like, oh, do I put this out? Yes, I'm going to put it out. This is this is the James Arnold Taylor podcast. This is talking to myself and it is evolving. It is ever evolving. It is just me talking to you. And if you want to hear me, great. And if you don't want to hear me, you turn me off. Okay. I'm sorry. You give me the thumbs down. So please don't give me a thumbs down. I hate that. Anyways. And I'm sorry. I, everybody, please know I'm not trying to yell or anything today. I'm just passionate. My daughter goes, oh, he's yelling. I'd be like, no, I'm passionate. <laughs> she'll hear me yelling, uh, you know, and she'll come in. Is everything okay? I heard you yelling. No, I'm passionate. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm very passionate about things. I am. Are you passionate about things? Are you passionate about, it's okay to be passionate about things. Okay. It's okay. You know, you look, you don't want to get angry. You don't want, you don't want to scare people. Sometimes when you get loud and yell, I forget it scares people. I don't want to scare anybody. And I don't want people thinking I'm mad. I'm not mad. I'm just passionate about it. So there you go. Let me get back to Eric's letter. It's a lovely letter. He says, I'm a big fan of your work, mainly the Clone Wars. I'm currently doing a watch through of the show to get ready for the new episodes. And I really believe that yours and the other actors work on that show is the main reason that is loved so much by the fans. Thank you, Eric. That is a lovely thing to say. I I can certainly agree with you as far as my castmates go. And I can humbly say thank you 
if uh, for you putting me in with all of them. I think they're tremendous actors. Catherine Tabor, Matt Lanter, Ashley Eckstein, Corey Burton, Jim Cummings, Phil Lamar, uh, D. Bradley Baker. Oh my goodness. Nika Futterman, uh, Sam Witwer, Clancy Brown. So many wonderful actors. So many wonderful actors on that show. And that's just a few. I'm missing people I know. T.C. Carson, Tom Kane, amazing talents. The talents in Pat, Eric goes on to say, the talents and passion for the characters that you all have really shine in all those episodes. Then he says, if I could ask a nerdy question, this would be it. Why wasn't Obi-Wan given another Padawan, Padawan learner after Anakin became a knight and took Ahsoka? And would you have liked the opportunity to play off of someone like Matt and Ashley if you got the chance to? Anyway, thanks for your time and all you do. I'm looking forward to meeting you in September at the ICCC in Nashville. Be safe and God bless. Uh, yeah, um, why didn't Obi-Wan get another Padawan? I don't know. Hey, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, I'll, I'll talk to Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, James. Hello there. Hello there. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Hello there. All right. <laughs> Obi-Wan, why do you think you didn't get another Padawan? Well, that's an excellent question, James. I, I don't think I have an answer. We'll have to ask Master Yoda sometime, won't we? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it it's weird. It seems like you should have. But, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, you know what? You know what, Eric? Now, I don't know. Now, now the more I'm thinking about it, and Obi-Wan, you can listen to this. The more I'm thinking about it, uh, Anakin still, even though Anakin, well, see, again, if you look, well, if you look at the just the films, you don't look at the Clone Wars, you don't ask that question because you go, well, Obi-Wan and Anakin, he, uh, he was still kind of his his Padawan, you know, he's a big brother now, but it was, you know, that kind of a thing. But if you look at the Clone Wars, see, it's so weird. Isn't it weird? If you watch the movies, there's no mention of Ahsoka Tano, now one of the biggest Star Wars characters on the planet. That's weird. Um, so if you look at the Clone Wars, you go, yeah, it seems like Obi-Wan should have. Now, again, if you all uh, watch the Clone Wars movie, the beginning of it, he thinks the Padawan uh, Ahsoka Tano is for him, but it's not, it's for Anakin. And then Obi-Wan doesn't have one. I think Obi-Wan is still kind of really kind of looking over all of them, though. That's that's my kind of cheap answer, Eric. <laughs> yes, I believe I believe you're right, James. All right, Obi-Wan. Thanks. This is this this answer is Obi-Wan approved. That's right. Obi-Wan Kenobi approved. The force is strong with you, James. And you as well, Eric. May the force be with you. All right. Thanks, Obi-Wan. And he's gone. Uh, yeah, there you go. Let's see. Oh, my goodness. Got a um, very long email from Brittany in Seattle, Washington. She says, you may not remember me, but I remember you. Okay. Uh, over on Twitter, I had followed you and asked if I could, if you could say happy birthday to me as Leonardo from TMNT 07, the, the 07 movie in April of 2010. Uh, well, I hope I said happy birthday. I, you know, look, I get tons and tons of birthday requests on social media. And I'm not always on my social media all the time. So sometimes I miss the request and sometimes I say happy belated birthday. But Brittany, you don't let me know if... Um, I said happy birthday or not to you, but I'm kind of having a feeling I must not have and you must have been upset because you. the next paragraph here you say, I may have unfollowed you on Twitter after several months. I wasn't in a very good headspace at that time. Sorry, but don't worry. I'm following your social media and the podcast. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad you're following me now. If you unfollowed me because I didn't say happy birthday, I'm very sorry. Uh, you know, I try to say happy birthday to everybody as much as I can. I'm just not on social media all that much anymore. I'm really not. You know why? Eh, it's, it's a whole other, yeah. 
There you go. So anyways, you say, the reason why I remember you so much as Leonardo from the TMNT movie uh, back in 07 is because of how you helped me stay in high school and graduate in 2007. I was having a very hard time just getting through it. The drama from other students, the teachers making sure that we had our homework, blah, 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 handed in that Monday morning. And on top of all that, me working a part-time job for two years, let alone I had to commute to my high school by walking, taking the ferry and walking some more until I got to my high school. And before the final bell would ring at 8 a.m. Yeah, 4 a.m. wake-up alarms. Ugh, the worst. Wow, Brittany. Yeah, you, uh, you, you had a lot of work just to get to school there. It's good for you. I was arguing with my mom a lot because I was just, I had just given up. I couldn't stand being there, but where else could I go? How does the movie TMNT come into play here? Well, I think I just told you and you figured it out, but everybody else I'll explain. Uh, See, because she wrote this uh, to be read on the podcast. So that's why I'm reading it all like this. My mother would let me go and see movies in the movie theaters that I was interested in. Lord of the Rings trilogy, Harry Potter, Spider-Man, etc. That was my escape to give me some peace of mind for my soul. I wouldn't get the popcorn since I only had the right amount to buy one ticket for the movie that I wanted to see. If I remember correctly, the 2007 TMNT movie came out in March. Yes, you remember correctly. That's true. It did. So I had some time before graduating to see the movie. So I was curious as to what the TMNT movie was all about. I went and I watched it. It was, I was shocked to find that the four Turtle Brothers had split up since we all knew uh, that they are better together as a team. I won't spoil the plot if no one else has seen it yet. Although it was 2007. I hope some of you, I hope everybody's seen TMNT. I starred as Leonardo. I was the, the lead turtle. It was Nolan North as Raf, uh, Raf and um, uh, Mikey Kelly as Michelangelo and Mitchell Whitfield as Donatello. And it was a wonderfully fun movie to make. So I was curious as to what the TMNT movie was all about. I went and watched it. Okay, this is a... Uh... There are some loopholes within the plot, but I was and still am overall impressed with it. And it's my favorite of the TMNT movies. Well, that's good. Thank you. Yeah, you know, there was some uh, issues and I'll get into, but let me finish reading your letter. My relationship with my mom got better after I opened up with her about what was circling around in my head before I graduated. And then you say, even though it's highly unlikely they won't make a sequel to this movie, I wish that there was one. Yeah, I wish there was too. There was supposed to be a TV series afterwards and everything. We were supposed to do all sorts of stuff. It was supposed to start the new uh, TMNT trend that is now uh, at Nickelodeon and everything. Uh, But um, the Weinsteins got involved and kind of messed that up for everybody. As you can probably guess, Leonardo is my favorite turtle. Well, you have wonderful taste then, Brittany. Uh, Do you think in the future, James, that you could tell the story of how you came to be the voice of Leonardo and interview him on the podcast? And that I say hi to Leonardo. Hi, Leonardo. Okay. So I want to say thank you, James Arnold Taylor, for keeping me in high school and for graduating in the James Bond year of 2007 to 007, you see. I hope you have a great day. Sincerely, Brittany. All right, Brittany, thank you so much for your letter. And I'm so glad that the uh, movie TMNT helped you and helped you get through uh, tough times in school and uh, that you stayed in school. Very important. Very, very important. And I'm so glad that you did. How did I get the role of Leonardo in the 2007 uh, TMNT movie? Well, I won't interview Leonardo here today, but I, um, I will interview him at some point, I guess. But uh, let me tell the story. So I was, I was uh, working with a group of people and they were um, making a movie called Cattail or Cattails. I can't remember Cattail. And I was playing the lead character. And eventually I got replaced by Sean Astin from the Lord of the Rings, which you love. Um, But that's what they do. They get voice actors to voice everything. And then they replace us with celebrities. 
But uh, they were making this film, and while they were making this movie, they kept saying, boy, James would make a great Leonardo, wouldn't he? And I'm like, I, well, I'm, I'm guessing they're referring to the Ninja Turtles, but, you know, I was a huge Ninja Turtles fan when they first came out way back when. Cam Clark was the voice of Leonardo, of course, and um, all, all the wonderful, uh, you know, Townsend Coleman and Barry Gordon and um, uh, Rob Paulson as well as the original Turtles, and they're all dear friends of mine, and they're wonderful people. So anyways... They, these guys kept talking about me as the voice of Leonardo while we were making this movie Cattail and I was reading the script and stuff. And so then they finally pulled me aside and they said, you know, we're making, we're doing, we got the rights to do the reboot of the Ninja Turtles. And this was back, you know, back in 05, I think, 2005. And I was like, wow, that's impressive. Okay, cool. Yeah. And they're like, we, we think you'd make a great Leonardo. I'm like, wow, okay. So I went in and I read for it. I auditioned for it, even though they kind of already knew they were going to cast me. And they made me, they had me read for every, everybody else too, uh, all the other voices too, just in case. But they chose me and then they chose Nolan and Mikey and Mitchell. And then they cast the whole movie with voice actors. John DiMaggio, Kevin Michael Richardson, um, uh, and uh, Nika Futterman and uh, a bunch of uh, voice actors. And then... The movie uh, got bought by the Weinstein Company. And of course, now we all kind of know Harvey Weinstein as uh, uh, the truth about what was going on with him throughout his whole thing. And, you know, it's not to say he didn't, uh, I guess, make a good movie or know how to produce a good film or whatever. But at the time, he, so he bought it and uh, kind of kind of uh, messed it up. Uh, they rewrote the script that I thought was a very good script by Kevin Monroe. And they added a narrator, which they didn't need. The movie has that narration by Lawrence Fishburne. And uh, I, I, I'll i tell you my Lawrence Fishburne story. So I was, uh, we recorded, it's back in 07, it's long enough ago. Now I can tell all these stories from uh, Ninja Turtles. And nobody, you know, when they, when they made the new Ninja Turtles on that is now on Nickelodeon and everything, uh, they had me come in and read for Leonardo. And I'm like, there's no way you guys are going to give me this job, right? And they're like, yeah, no. You know, but it was because they never do that. They never recast people, you know, that that had the part before. Anyways, um, so uh, we recorded the movie and then Weinstein's bought it and wanted to re-record it. And they wanted to replace all the voice actors with celebrities. And Kevin Eastman, Eastman and Laird, the, the creators of the Ninja Turtles. But Kevin Eastman, I think, was the most vocal. And I just last week got to meet Kevin at New Mexico Comic Expo. Uh, for the first time to actually officially meet him. And of course, he knew who I was because, you know, of the movie. Here's the story. Here's how it goes. Weinstein was going to recast us all with celebrities, you know, so it would have been like David Spade and Ashton Kusher and I don't know who else is playing the Ninja Turtles. And Kevin was like, no, these guys' voices represent the Turtles. And when people hear the Turtles and see the Turtles on screen, I don't want them to think of a celebrity. I want them to think of the turtles. So when you hear Leonardo with James voicing it, you think of Leonardo. You don't think of James Arnold Taylor because nobody knows who James Arnold Taylor is. He's a voice actor. So we're keeping them. We're keeping the voice actors. They're the proper representation of these voices. And that's it. And that was great. So that was part of the deal. And then we even got credits, although we, our names weren't on the poster or anything, but at least we got credits in the, in the movie at the end. Um, but, uh, so they brought in Patrick Stewart. They brought in Chris Evans. They brought in Sarah Michelle Geller. They brought in Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, they brought in all these, you know, celebrities to do the voices and, uh, and the movie's fine. You know, I, I mean, look, I shouldn't say the movie's fine. I really like the movie. I just also know what the movie was before they went and redid it and rewrote it and added the narrator and all of that stuff. And it was even cooler. 
I think it, it, it was, it, there was more to it, but so we went in and had to go back in and completely revoice the entire movie after we already voiced it. So the good news was, is I got paid twice. <laughs> that was the one good thing Harvey Weinstein did with the Ninja Turtles movie, the TMNT movie. Um, I got paid twice because I had to go back in and redub my own voice because he wanted it to be more like a darker thing. And they wanted Leonardo to be more like Christian Bale from Batman. And at the time I was voice doubling for Christian Bale for Batman. So I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So a lot of it, like if you see uh, the, the stuff where I'm in there with Splinter and it's like, I finished my training master, you know, it was because they wanted, they wanted more of this kind of Batman kind of thing, you know, but I couldn't go down too deep because he's still a teenage mutant ninja turtle so i did it right in here i finished my training master yes it's good you know it's a long way from the city for you to be just dropping in you know and all of this well april yeah you got some crazy things going on but originally it was i finished my training master well april you know <laughs> i mean so it was a little broader it was a little more it was just more me some of it still slips in there, like, you know, all right, finally some excitement, you know, when he's up there. And I want you to know uh, you can't go around doing that, you know, when, I, when he's talking with Raph and he thinks he's the, um, the Night Watcher and all that. Anyways, uh, if you don't know the movie TMNT, then I'm babbling on about stuff that you're like, well, I don't even understand what he's saying. But if you know the movie, then I'm giving you information. And hopefully, Brittany, this is helpful to you and it's it's insightful to you because I'm so touched that the movie meant something to you because it meant a lot to us. We, however, were also sold a big bill of goods. People were telling us we were going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars from this movie. It was going to do, you know... Now, look, the movie was number one at the box office. TMNT knocked the movie 300 off its post as the number one movie like months in a row the, the movie 300 you guys remember 300 it was a huge hit and it was number one at the box office every week until TM, tmnt came out and knocked it off that and it became it was the number one movie uh for at least one week maybe two weeks uh in america and we were the stars even though we didn't get any credit and uh, the movie was still really good, but I think the movie would have been a lot better if they had gone back to the original script that Kevin had written, not messed with it, didn't add the narrator, Lawrence Fishburne as the narrator, didn't really make any sense. I'm not knocking Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, he was nice enough to me, He, but um, I was there when he was recording. So I come in and I record my lines. Here's how it would work. This is how much they respected the voice actors. We'd come in and record our lines and we just do our job. And then... I went back, I was doing Clone Wars at the same time. I go, because it was at the same studio. So I go and record my lines as Leonardo one day. And that's just me in the studio and it's fine, right? Then the next day I come back to record Clone Wars in a different studio at the same studio space because they have several rooms. And I see fruit platters out and hair and makeup people and camera crews and all this stuff and lunch being provided for everybody. And, and I'm like, wow, okay. And I go, I'm going to stick my head in there. No, you can't go in there. I go, well, but they're, they're recording TMNT, right? I'm, I'm in TMNT. I'm actually Leonardo. I'm actually one of the stars of the movie. Yeah, you're not allowed in there. Sarah Michelle Gellar's recording her lines and you can't go in. I'm like, I can't meet my co-star? No. And so for her, they had, they had, you know, fruit platters and lunch and all this stuff. And for me, it was like, yeah, no, 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 get, get go, go, just move along, Chachi. <laughs> So I didn't get to meet Sarah. Of course, now I know her husband very well, Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. And, uh, and, and, and I don't think any of this had to do with Sarah. She is a delightful, wonderful person. But 
It would have been nice since all of our scenes were together if I could have at least said hello. But it was people. See, Hollywood. No, no. He's just a voice actor. No, we don't need him in there. We don't need the voice of Leonardo working in. It's just a voice actor. Um, <laughs> I'm giving you the real deal story here, folks. This is how it was. So I go in another day to record and Lawrence Fishburne is in there recording his lines. And so I have to wait because he's taking longer than expected. And so I, I'm in there in the, in the, the control room while he's there and, and, um, and they bring me this toy, not toy, uh, a statue, you know, like the, uh, um, sideshow, uh, collectibles and stuff. They make those statues. And this was a, uh, a, a very rare statue of Leonardo and they gave one to each of us. So they gave Donatello to Mitchell and Michelangelo to Mikey and, uh, Raphael to Nolan and, and I got Leonardo. And we got these cool statues and it's, it's right in my living room right now. I'm pointing to my living room right now, but you guys can't see that. Anyways, um, it's a beautiful statue. So they give it to me and Lawrence Fishburne keeps going, you know, my kid would really like that. They're like, oh yeah, yeah well, we brought this for James. James is the voice of Leonardo. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying my kid would really like it, man. He'd, he'd flip out if I brought that home to him because it's pretty cool. <laughs> he wanted my statue and they're like, you know, sorry, Larry. It's for, it's, this is like the one thing James is going to get. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, he was nice enough to me. He was, I mean, he was, look, he's like a lot of celebrities. A lot of times you meet celebrities and they're, they're somewhat dismissive of you because they just, uh, John Favreau was the same way. Clone Wars. I, I'm, I'm giving all my secrets away. I love John Favreau as a director and an actor and a writer and a creator and a producer. I've always been such a huge fan of his, but I met him when we were working on Clone Wars because of course he was uh, pre Vizsla and I was Obi-Wan and we had a lot of scenes together, but we didn't record together. But I was finishing my lines one day while he was about to go in and do his lines. And here's, here's the extent of my conversation with John Favreau. Dave Filoni goes, uh, hey, uh, John, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's here. You should meet, you know, you should meet, uh, Obi-Wan. It's cool. You guys have a lot of lines together. Dave was being very nice introducing us, you know. So John Favreau, as James Arnold Taylor, he's the voice of Obi-Wan. John Favreau says, yeah, how you doing? Anyways, and then he like <laughs> turns away and ignores me and goes back to a conversation he was having. <laughs> he could care less. He could care less. Lawrence Fishman was basically the same way, and he wanted my he wanted my Leonardo statue. I'm sure if I had had an Obi-Wan lightsaber in there, John Favreau would have wanted that for his kids too. But anyway, no, look, I love celebrities. They're great, uh, but sometimes they just, they don't care about voice actors any more than, than the producers and stuff. Okay, look, I, I hope I don't get thumbs down. Look, I'm not bad-mouthing anybody. I think John Favreau's wonderful. I still think he's wonderful. I get it. You know, he didn't care about meeting me. That's fine. He, he doesn't need to care about meeting me. It would have been nice if he was like, oh, that's cool, James. You're Obi-Wan. That's fun. Yeah, you know, and then maybe, you know, a picture or something. Or, you know, just let me actually say the speech I had, which was, Dude, I am such a fan of your work, you know, from Swingers on and and what you've been able to accomplish and then Iron Man and all that you've done it. But like Chef is like, I, I love the movie Chef and, you know, and you cook and I cook and, you know, but no, you know, sometimes you get in conversations with people, sometimes you don't. Uh, anyways, so, <laughs> so I'm sharing with y'all just stories. This is just a wacky episode of the podcast today, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Um. So again, please, everybody, please know and don't go spreading rumors now that I don't like John Favreau. I love John Favreau. I love Lawrence Fishburne. I think they're both tremendous actors. The, the truth is, is when I met them, they could care less about meeting me. And that's fine. There's tons of people. They, I'm not saying they should have cared, but it would have been nice since we we're co-stars. 
But anyways, um, so there you go. So those are my little Hollywood stories there. Brittany, I hope that that shines some light on it for you. And there you go. Uh, let's see. Here's one from Roger in Canada. Hey there, James. Huge fan of yours and love the work you do. I got to drink some water. Drink some water, everybody. Hang on. We'll get right back to it, Roger. Roger says, my dream is to be a successful voice actor just like you. Oh, thank you. I love to entertain and act and hoping you could help me out with my question I have. As someone who is starting out trying to make it in the voice acting industry, what is the best kind of starting equipment to get? Such as what kind of microphone or program for computer? All the necessary stuff to really get started in it. My goal is to try and get into animation as well as in video games. Ratchet is one of my all-time favorite voices. Thank you for taking the time and look to look over my question. Again, I'm a huge fan. Have a great day. Well, I don't know if Roger's going to listen to that. You know what? I'm going to have to email. You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to, I'm going to reply and I'm going to say, Hey, Roger, thanks for your question. Just so you know, I will be answering it on a new episode, episode of my podcast talking to myself so if you subscribe to my youtube channel or subscribe to my podcast on itunes or spotify or or any other podcast app you can hear my answer all right so here's my answer roger um many of you voice actor wanting to get into voice acting wanting to start out what's my recommendation for a good microphone and equipment and all of that for getting started again i, I th i've said this before you don't need to have the fanciest most expensive stuff you literally could have an Apogee mic, which is uh, go to Apogee.com or Apogee Digital or whatever their uh, thing is and look for the mic, M-I-C. And it's, uh, I think it's all capitals. And their new version is really pretty cool. And that can plug directly into an iPad or an iPhone. And you could use the program Twisted Wave, which is like a $60 program. And it works, I, I believe it works on Mac and PC. I use it on Mac, of course. But I also, I have, I have it on my, on my iPhone, on my iPad, on my laptop, on my computer. Twisted Wave is a very, very easy, simple way to get quality audio in and edit. And, and you can edit it and you can do it. The, the only thing I do not like about Twisted Wave is it's destructive editing and not non-destructive editing. In other words, um, you can undo several times, but once you make and, and commit to an edit, that's it. You can't go back and fix it. So I always, what I always do, my little trick for people that use Twisted Wave is I, after I record the whole thing, I make a copy and I keep a copy as a backup of that whole thing. Then I edit it. That way, if I need to go back and get anything from something, you know what I mean? So there you go. But it's a great program. I use it when I'm on the road. If I'm doing uh, stuff for Fox or I'm doing auditions or anything like that, that's when I use it. Uh, now, of course, for microphones in the studio, if you're looking for a regular microphone, of course, I'm going to tell you get the Aston Origin microphone. It's a beautiful microphone. That's the microphone you're hearing me speak through right now. It's the official microphone of the James Arnold Taylor podcast. But 
But uh, so that's what I use in my home studio for recording stuff. And then, of course, I use Pro Tools in my home studio. I don't, you know, I mean, look, I don't think if you're just starting out, you need to get Pro Tools or Logic or any of these big programs. I think an Apogee mic plug in directly. You can plug it directly into your computer. It's a USB mic or you can plug it with a lightning uh, adapter directly into your uh, iPhone or your iPad. Um, I don't know. I'm sure they have an adapter for it for um, Android and all of that stuff, too. I think that mic is a wonderful mic. You can plug headphones into it. You can monitor. You can hear yourself. You can record into Twisted Wave. And th- really, the biggest key is having a room that sounds good, that doesn't sound echoey. Remember, you don't want it to sound all echoey. You want it to sound dead like it sounds here because I have sound paneling all over my studio here. But if you don't have a studio or a space to do a studio and you have a walk-in closet at home, then there's a, there's a way to make a, a makeshift studio. It doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to look good. It just has to sound good, okay? So if you have a walk-in closet at home, put your microphone in there, your little Apogee mic with your, your laptop or your whatever, you know, your iPhone or your iPad, plug it in, use Twisted Wave and record and you're, 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 you're good to go, Roger. That's really all you need um, because the biggest thing is to record as much as you can Get Dr. Seuss books, get comic books, get other books. Just read out loud. Record yourself reading out loud as much as you can. Get used to your voice. Get used to the sounds. Get used to all the various things you do. If you're somebody that wants to do voices, do the voices. Record them as much as you can and listen back and, and try to get it to where you're not hearing your own voice in that voice. So if you're doing an old man voice, you want to do it to where... You don't hear yourself in there, you see? So here's James's voice. And if I put my own, you know, if I, if I don't try hard enough, you can hear a little bit of my voice in it. And that's not good. But if I want to do a real old man and you don't want to know that this voice is James, well, then that's what I'll do. Or if I want to do a British man, I might put a British accent on there and then I'll do this and hopefully you don't hear my voice in it. If I want to do a big announcer like Mr. Announcer Guy, hopefully you don't hear any of James's voice in that. So that that is years of me practicing and listening and listening and practicing and 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 doing my best to modify my voice away from my own voice if I'm going to be someone that does voices. But again, if you want to be a successful voice actor, that does not mean you need to do a million voices. You can be a very successful voice actor and have one voice. Okay, most are. I'm a rare breed. D. Bradley Baker's a rare breed. Billy West, Jim Cummings. There's, there's not a ton of people that do a ton of voices. There's a small amount of us. So there you go. I hope that answers your question well, Roger. I hope you're listening to the podcast now because I noticed that you sent this as an Ask Jack question. So I don't know if you listen to my podcast or not, but maybe you're listening to my podcast now because I sent you this email asking you to listen to my podcast. And there you go. It's oh, okay. All right. Very good. Okay. There it is. Um. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Cyan from Macau. Okay. Says, I've been a great fan of Ratchet and Clank and admire what you do for the voice of Ratchet. Being enamored by the trilogy, I noticed a change in his character in the latest movie reboot compared to the very first game. A stronger empathy, a change in motivation, a kinder friendliness to Clank. However, on your Jackcast episode 17, when you were talking to Ratchet, I couldn't help but feel you stayed true to his original character. I was wondering if you agree or disagree with his character in the reboot, and if you do, if voice actors have a voice in the creative direction of characters, outside of their vocal expressions. Apologies if this is controversial, but I've wondered for years. Thank you for this awesome podcast, Cyan. I hope I'm saying your name right there, Cyan. C-Y-A-N. Um, 
thank you for your question. It's a great question. And no, I'm not offended by it. And uh, it's not controversial. It's, it's good. So basically what Cyan's asking is, you know, in the movie Ratchet and Clank and in the reboot of the video game, he was uh, portrayed, Ratchet was a little different. And he was, he was a little different because they kind of went back to uh, tell the whole um, story of him. You know, what is it? Uh, the, um, the origin, origin story. It was his origin story. They chose to kind of soften him up and to make him different and, and all that. And, uh, and I, I liked the direction of it. I liked him being softer. I do think he was still a little uh, snarky, um, though, and there was still a touch of that in him. And so when I did, if you listen to the James Arnold Taylor podcast here, like you're listening now, episode 17, if you haven't listened to episode 17 and you're a Ratchet and Clank fan, go back and listen to episode 17, because on that one, I get an exclusive interview with my character, Ratchet, and I talked to him. And, uh, you know, I wrote that, and... um, I, I played him more true to form of, because look, I've played Ratchet for like 17 years and we've done uh, 17 different video games where he's uh, been in. And so I'm, I'm, I'm used to playing this character in many different ways. And, uh, you know, uh, we always walk the line with Ratchet. Don't make him too snarky. Don't make him too David Spade. Make him a little more Michael J. Fox, you know? Um, so there was always that, You're trying to kind of bring a kindness to him. Um but he's, you know, he's a young hero that's a little full of himself. And so, so that's how I played him on the Jatcast here when I interviewed him, because I felt that was more true to form of the, the character, the essence of the character throughout all these years of me playing him. But the movie Ratchet and Clank, which a lot of people did not see, which really bums me out. I can't tell you how many Comic-Cons I go to. People come up with their Ratchet and Clank games and they have me sign their games. And I go, oh, you're a fan? Oh, I love Ratchet Clank. I'm the biggest fan ever. Really? Did you see the movie? No, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> Come on. Well, there's a reason there's not a sequel to Ratchet and Clank the movie because nobody saw it. It didn't do well enough at the box office. Anyways. Okay. So there you go. So yeah, no, I, I, um, I made a conscious effort, I guess, to when I did the... Uh, well, no, I don't know if I made a conscious effort. I take that back. I take that back, Cyan. When I, when I had him on episode 17 of the Jack cast, I was conscious of the fact that I was making him more like the original. So I made that... I guess I did in some ways. But I felt that that was more true to form of the character. And that the movie uh, version, I like. I like the movie version of him. You don't say which one you like, uh, although you, you say is a kinder, friendlier uh, version. So I'm guessing... You, you like that as well. I try to find a balance. I tried to find a balance. Well, I mean, look, in, in the episode that I interviewed him in, he does admit that he can only save the galaxy with Clank as his, his buddy pal. So um, anyways, I don't know if I answered your question at all, but uh, there you go. I, I, yes, I was aware of it. Yes, I do try. But also at the same time, you know, I, uh, I just, I love the character and I try to just voice him however I can. So there you go. All right. Uh, Hey everybody. It's been just kind of a goofy podcast. Um, you know, summer's winding down for many of you. It's, it's already wound down and it's done. Uh, my daughter. So when I was a kid, I got three months of summer and so we homeschool our daughter. So we give her three months of summer. So my wife and my daughter are at Disneyland today because we have season passes. So they go a lot because if you listen to this podcast a lot, you go, wow, they're at Disneyland a lot. Yeah. Because I usually record when they're gone. Cause then, you know, nobody's here except for all the characters in my head, like Hank. Hey, Hank. Yeah. Hello. 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 I didn't think you were going to have me on this episode. Yeah, I wasn't going to, but then I decided to bring you in right now. How are you doing? I'm doing good, James. I like that. You know, I'm eating the onion sandwich in the other room there and playing the video games and stuff. Okay, well, you go back to that 
All right, thanks. Um, I need. To, I haven't had breakfast yet. I need to eat breakfast, so it's hard to do the voices. I did Hank just then, and I felt a little lightheaded. Anyways, um, so summer's winding down, and uh, for us, because we still have a week left of summer, and today's Friday, and that's nice. And um, look, I know all of you love the podcast, and now that I'm not going to be gone doing Comic-Cons, I'm going to try to get back to it. But the next few episodes of the podcast may just be a little bit more like this, me just kind of talking. So I hope you like it. If you like it, let me know. Leave me a nice comment on YouTube. If you don't like it, let me know, but be nice about it, okay? And don't give me a thumbs down. I, I got to be honest. I just, yeah, thumbs down. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Don't like it. Don't need it. No point. Don't want it. Hey, speaking of which, I want to mention my uh, my fan, and I, I'd like to think of him as a friend, even though we've never met, Ben Povey. Ben is from England. And I'm saying Ben's full name. I don't always say everybody's full name, but I'm saying Ben's full name because I know he wouldn't mind because I've talked about him on the show before. And Ben has a uh, YouTube channel and I hope you all would subscribe to his YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. And uh, Ben is a a very special young man in that uh, he likes to inspire people too. And he's he is uh, a wonderful person who sent me a wonderful email here a while back. I want to just read this. Uh, hi, James. I know I've emailed you a couple times in the past. From listening to the podcast, I noticed that sometimes you struggle to keep up with the positivity. So I wanted to send this video to you. It's on my YouTube channel. You might have seen it since you are subscribed to me, but I wanted to send it to you directly in case you needed inspiration. Sorry I didn't send this on your birthday because this was back during my birthday. My birthday was in July. Uh, think of it as a late present. God bless you and the family. Your friend always, Ben. And then he gave a link. And it is a link to him saying uh, how much he appreciates me as a voice actor. How lovely is that? It was just a very sweet email, uh, a video saying how much he appreciates my work. And, it, and, uh, and it, I got to tell you, Ben, it brought tears to my eyes. Because seeing that I make a difference for folks, um, that makes a difference to me. It, it, it really does. It really does. And, um, you know, the thing, the thing also that I love about Ben Povey is, so Ben has cerebral palsy and, um, and so that affects his, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's what we would call a disability, I guess. I know he calls it a, a disability. So it, I know he wouldn't mind me saying it, labeling it as that, you know, because again, I know we're all about, don't label people wrong or what have you, but, but Ben has cerebral palsy. And so it, it takes more effort for him to do some things that we all take for granted. And yet this young man puts out videos on his channel to inspire other people and inspire me who inspires him and has uh, just got a wonderful, wonderful nature about him. And so Ben, I want you to know you're in my prayers, my friend. I want you to know I did watch your video. I do thank you for it. And uh, I pray for nothing but the best for you, my friend. And I pray that people would check out your channel and subscribe to your channel. Okay? He's got 57 subscribers. If you're listening to James Arnold Taylor podcast, you go to Ben Povey TV, okay? On, on, uh, on YouTube. And you hit that subscribe button, okay? Because Ben is, is a good young man that is trying to do his best to, to spread love, okay? So I want to see Ben's subscriptions go up. 
It's got 57 subscribers. If you're listening to this, do me a favor, subscribe to Ben's channel, okay? All right, there you go. Okay. All right, everybody. I, uh, I'm going to wrap this one. I'm going to talk just for a little bit longer and then I'm going to wrap this one up. But uh, again, this is uh, maybe the next few episodes of the podcast are just because I want to make contact with you all. I want to be putting a podcast out each week. But in order to do that, I may just have to kind of ramble on for, you know, 60 minutes or so without a real topic or without uh, all the characters and stuff as much right now, just for now, just for now. Okay. Uh, each episode is its own thing. And this episode is just me getting back to it because of, uh, you know, can't uh, canceling all these um, Comic-Cons and such and getting a little more time at home here. So I hope and pray the best for all of you listening. I hope you all know that I believe in you. I hope you all know that I am rooting for you. I am praying for you. I am hoping the best for you. No matter what you believe, no matter who you are, I do. I do. I do. And I hope you have a wonderful day. I am going to go over to my friend Trevor Duvall's house. And Trevor Duvall is the voice of Dookie on Johnny Test. And uh, he's my dog, Dookie, and he's totally awesome. And uh, he has been shooting some videos and stuff. And I lent him a four of my video cameras and some sound equipment and stuff so he could do some test shooting because he's going to try to put some stuff up on his YouTube channel. So I lent him a bunch of equipment and uh, today I'm going to go over there. I'm going to help him with some of it uh, to set up for a different shot and all. So hopefully when all that comes out, maybe we'll have him on the podcast here and talk to him about it. And uh, you guys can all get interested in what he's doing on his YouTube channel when that comes out. But so I'm going to head over there. It's about 9.20. I've been up since 3.30 this morning. Didn't Couldn't sleep. Happens to me sometimes. I wake up, can't sleep. So I pray. I pray for the world. I pray for all of you. I pray for my family. I pray for my friends. I pray for myself too. I do. I do. I pray for myself. Um, pray to have the uh, ability, the strength, and the means, the financial means to produce more stuff for all of you. I pray uh, to have the financial means to finish my movie someday and get that out to all of you. Um, and uh, that um, we're all doing okay. All right. Again, a little different podcast. I thank you all for listening to the podcast. I thank you for subscribing if you if you have. If you haven't, please consider subscribing. If you haven't given me a nice uh, five-star review on iTunes, I sure hope if you're listening on iTunes that you would give me a five-star review. Please take the time. It's just a click. It's like half a second to click on that five stars. And, uh, and then if you want, and you have a, a, a subscription and stuff, uh, give me a nice review and I'll read it on the air, okay? I will read the reviews on, let's, let's see. I think I've, we'll close the show with me reading some of the latest reviews of the James Arnold Taylor podcast on iTunes and we'll close as me reading them in different voices. This one was on July 8th from Cam Ray Music. I'm going to read it as uh, Johnny Test. Every second you spend listening to James Arnold Taylor is more than worth it. His talent, character, both literally and figuratively, and personality always shine bright in any project he's involved in. His podcast is no exception. It's totally awesome. This is a podcast I can and do listen to with my 11-year-old son and know we will all both be entertained as well as take away some great life lessons to discuss. Thank you and God bless you, James. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Hope it's okay. I read it as Johnny Test. Uh, this one is from FC Fresh Forty 
It says nurture. And it says, When I'm working out or just outside looking at the trees from the wind, what you say is a type of healing for all, not just voice actors. Oh, so that's very nice. So you're saying it, this podcast is for more than just people that want to know about voice acting. Well, thank you so much. Listen to this one from Matthew Rule. Uh, it says, I'll read it as Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon. I cannot begin to express how much this podcast has helped me. Jat really lives up to his motto of being an ambassador of inspiration. Not only that, he's helped me learn to overcome my fear, my inner demons, and my inhibitions from chasing my dreams. Mr. Taylor, if you are reading this, thank you so much. Well, I am reading it, but I'm reading it as Hiccup. And if anyone is reading this because they are trying to figure out if this is a good show to listen to, do it! It's funny, inspirational, and you just have a good, fun time. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate all of you. Uh, let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy to read the illegal mumbo-jumbo, Mr. Announcer Guy! Yes, James. Read the legal mumbo-jumbo. Here I go. Talking to myself, the James Arnold Taylor Podcast is a production of Yumi Go Inc. Recorded at Jet Studios. Engineered, written, recorded, and produced by, you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through backtracks, digital juice, production tracks, and partners in rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking Myself, the podcast, copyright 2019, all rights reserved. Thanks for doing that, Mr. Announcer Guy. You got it, James. I'm going to go now. Ooh, don't pull a vocal cord saying that. All right, everybody. You've been listening to the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Thank you so much. Truly, truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to this show. Please spread the word about this show. It's coming back. We're getting more episodes. There'll be more episodes. It's coming back. Spread the word. Spread the word. Spread the word. Spread the word. Get it out there on, on iTunes and stuff and everywhere, okay? We'll do more. We'll change the world. You and me, man. We'll change the world. Love you all. God bless you. Goodbye.